When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey and you're listening to the guys of Coppen Fractures. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Cop and Crackass Powered by Touchline Media Group. I am your host, Chris. Today I am joined by an all-star cast of Cop and Contributors. I have got Glam, who probably thought I was going to say his name last, but you know, that's put him first. Well done, mate. Well done. <laughs> I listen to patrons, don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> It's it's been a long time since we've had Glam on the main pod. Um, he's been missed one hundred percent. And now, man, new season. We've got we've, we've got Glam back, and we're looking forward to seeing what Glam's got to say, especially about some of the stuff we're going to talk about today. So, Glam, welcome back, and looking Thank forward you, to seeing some of the views you got coming up. Uh, of course, we have got Ellis with us as well. Else, how are you doing today? How's your week going? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Same old, same old, bro. Been a calm week, man. Hey, bro. How are you? I'm all right, you know. Um, I was knee deep in some projects at work and then got it passed off to someone else. So I'm pretty calm now. I'm pretty I calm. That. I was stressed. I was stressing yesterday, but I'm all right. Now. I'm all right. <laughs> and last but not least, we, we and last but not least, we've got the good brother himself. We've got Mr. Harold on the pod. Harold, how are you doing today? I'm well, thank you, mate. I'm all well. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's what we like to see, the, the beaming smile of Harold lightens up our days. And if you're watching on the YouTube, I'm hoping it's lighting up your day as well. Um, before we do get stuck into the, all the Liverpool action that we've uh, watched over the weekend, I want to bring your attention to something we've got here. It is the Touchline Fracas live event. That is right. It's been, oh, how long has it been since we had like a, live, a live event? Over 18 months? 24 months? It's been yeah. a while. Yeah, a little it's while, been man. a while. It's been I'll a be while, there. But... There you go. 
Harold will be there. Ellis right. will be there. Um, if there's a certain man who's pass, who's posting who's posting Arsenal lost memes and you want to bottle him, he might be there as well. I'm just saying a little bit more incentive to pull you into the live show. Um, I dare all of you guys to insult me um, in person. So you guys from Discord who are listening to this, um, I dare all of you to insult me on on Sunday. I'll see you there, Brewdog. <laughs> You're gonna think you're gonna see Harold sitting down. You think ah, he's not that he's not that tall, and then you're gonna see Harold stand up, and you're gonna be like, "Ah, I need to fall back, brother. I need to yeah. fall back." <laughs> <laughs> but this Sunday, two p.m. at Brew Dog Dalston. The postcode is below in the video. Um, it's it is Touchline Fracas Live, and we will be uh, watching. Uh, I believe watching the United game as well. But the main feature, the main event, is Chelsea versus Arsenal, and. If if there's one thing, if you tune into the uh, to the touchline fracas uh, Discord shows, it is the pamins are on offer, banter is on offer, and in a live event, it's going to be more. It's going to be like Monday Night Raw, basically the attitude here in Monday Night Raw. It's just going to be oh, it's going to be fantastic. So please do try to get down there. Uh, there is a free drink on entry of your ticket. There will be food, and of course there will be our live podcast recording after the fact as well. So do head over to shoes.com today. The link will be in the description for this video and podcast as well on the respective platform. Uh, so head over to the website and sign up today, and hopefully we will see you there. Uh, of course, if you love what we do here at Copperend, if you're a big fan, and I'm hoping you are because you're watching us on the video and you're listening to us on the pod, um, we do have our Patreon page, which has been absolutely booming in the past week and continues to boom with the week coming up as well. Uh, we had our, we, we brought back the famous post-match pod uh, for uh, the game we're going to talk about a little bit later on. And, of course, we've got a whole host of stuff coming on this week. We have two split factions. Again, continuing the wrestling theme. You know how I feel about wrestling. You know how I love it. So the metaphor is apt and deserved. We've got two split factions within Coppin. We have one faction that's called the NWO, who are anti-FSG. And then we have the company men, who are... Not drinking the Kool-Aid per se, but they are entwined and they trust the process of what is going on. So we've got two parts focused on their ethos and how they're going to outline and bring you into the fold. So you can so when you're on the Discord lives or anyone tw- talking to us on Twitter, you can be in tune with these parts. And we've got so much more coming on as well. Harold, talk to him. Chris, I, I have to I have to ask you a question. I can't allow you just to just to get off lightly there. Are you going to also explain on that on that on either pod, NW or, or the company men? How you left the company then, right? <laughs> this summer after we haven't made many a signing. That's what I'm most looking forward to. So is that gonna happen? Can you confirm? My um so my my my, my announcement, the grand reveal will be um will be done on a separate pod. Uh it'll be the <laughs> Cop and Fracker Summer Slam uh when the transfer <laughs> window shuts. So that will be when it is. Um no, nah, I, I will I will um yeah, I will uh, explain my felonious ways on um, on both those parts as well, obviously, because I have been si- I have been sitting on the fence for far too long, getting away with it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, thank you for calling me out on that one, Harold. Smashing that, no massively appreciated. No, no problem, mate. No problem. <laughs> but of course, um, if you do like what we do here at Coppin, then please head over to our Patreon page. That is www.patreon.com forward slash Coppin and Fracas. Uh, it will be in the link for this part below, and you know, membership stuff from just three pound a month. That's just free pound per month it's change uh, and you know we really appreciate every single person who has signed up to the patreon and continues to sign up to the patreon 
you are appreciated. We love you, and we hope you keep enjoying the content that we are putting out. On to the pod itself, and woo, I don't know about you guys, but what a weekend of football that was. When you talk about peak Barclays, peak Premier League football, it had everything. It had it had Arsenal tears. It had promoted teams coming up and doing a madness. Uh, Bruno <laughs> doing his normal job of giving us all fantasy points. If you don't have many fantasy team, I don't know what you're doing. Uh-huh. It, it, it had Pep scratching his head, drinking his water as per usual, thinking, oh, I don't know what's going on. With the fullbacks, with the left fullbacks, when we put them in the midfield. Um, it had everything, man. It had everything you want. So... How how glad are you guys the football is back and, and of course with you know roaring crowds behind it as well. Go on, uh, go on, go on, yeah. go on. Oh, sorry, Harold. Yeah, yeah, man. Gas, man. I'm, um, I was saying that yeah, gas is really good. Yeah, I think the fans just made it a bit extra special, especially at like the first game we watched was the Brentford versus the Arsenal game. Never seen Brentford play in the top league and to to get a victory like that with the fans. I think it was extra special, man. Definitely. Um, also, like, obviously, we'll talk about our game. You scored a good goal at, at, at St. James, St. James's, uh, Els. Oh, thank you. For having... <laughs> oh, do you know what I mean? Gonna, I was going to talk about your goal, mate. Right, this, so, this is what we'll do, Els, yeah? Okay. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. We are not even... Te- we, are, we are not even... Uh, this part. Harold is trying to... Be- you know it's, it's only because that sorry i've completely caught you off here but that um that newcastle west ham game was just the, it was a pick of the bunch for me and it was such a good game of that is the best advertising of premier league football i think i think oh, i can man. ever give apart it from the just, four penny yeah but but it, even though the crap penalties um suchek still managed to get a goal somehow from the from the from the rebound but i mean so- i mean the decision is poor man oh okay okay yeah that was, was a pen for me though you I, think I, so I, I, I yeah, you can't, yeah you can't go down in the box like that man it's a silly challenge come on yeah i, I get that part i suppose I, listen, obviously overruling if, obviously var ref gave it right yeah now was it a clear and obvious error that's the problem. Is that that's what it probably is the issue. Mm. It'd been tough, I'm, but yeah, I, he does get him. But uh, I'll, yeah, if, if you're receiving it, you're upset. Yeah, but the thing is, if my player made that challenge in a box, I'll be fuming. I'm like, fam, why, why would you do such a that? Why would you do? You know what I mean? Well, players do make that though. I suppose. Yeah, I just think, I just think that if 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 he doesn't go down like that, I just think it's not a pen. But so yeah, that's his job. But obviously, the way you go yeah, down, no, obviously, no, influences no. the referee. Yeah, you know true. I mean? And that's what we got to do with our players. Our players are too honest. We don't go down. Everyone has to go down, man. If you get a touch, not everyone is too honest. Boy. Salah went down from the tiniest touch from from Countwell this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I, love on, man, I love it. Start definitely. the season, man. Start the season. We got to win it. Make sure we get them points. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fact. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Keep it coming. Yeah, man. But yeah, it's Pete Barkley, man. Pete Barkley, man. That's what we love to see. Someone's got yeah, a banging no. roll. Yeah. We're touching that. I was excited for the season to start. I can't be honest. I've been, put, I've been yearning for the fans to come back for the longest, man. I just think it makes a, a massive difference um, to the whole occasion. And obviously, yeah, to start off on Friday, which I knew, you know, I've done the um, match preview last week. I've got a few results, right? I knew Arsenal would lose. 
Um, yeah, you did. You I, did really well on the old. You should have put an Acker down. Don't know why you did. Yeah, I know, mate. I was apart from the Leeds one, but um, I knew Arsenal would lose. I knew Spurs would win. I just, I just, I just think that, you know, I know we're talking about the hurricane situation, but I just think when Son plays and Kane don't play, I think they've done well. I remember occasion when Spurs were doing well, Kane were in the team, and then he came back. He was scoring every game, but they weren't winning. I think they lost, then they drew, then they lost again. But he scored every game, and sometimes you got to think about the team, man. So I knew they would beat City. Well, also, I just think that style of play that that Pep plays, that that high pressure, um, intensive football, you have you have to get a goal while you're on top, especially because you ain't got a shooter up front, right? And yeah. they and Spurs, Spurs have got the perfect Spurs, Spurs are the perfect kryptonite with Kane and Son. Obviously, Kane hasn't played in the last five games against them, but with Son there, that mm. is his kryptonite, a, a clinical yeah. counter attack. Mm. You ain't you can't do nothing against that. And Spurs and Spurs set up quite quite well under Nuno, man. Like you have to give him props where it's due. Mm. Oliver Skip was decent as well. Like these, they, they were. Yeah. I, like I, this I, is Pep mm. needs to build because it's funny because we we can be like that sometimes because we can yeah. be like we can pressurize teams and then they look like they're getting the better of us because they they're getting through on through on goal <laughs> with some counter attacks. So I think it's it's something that that we should be looking at to um to try and to try and not um so as we're laughing at Pep like we should make sure it doesn't happen to us basically sometimes. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I think City should have. Cancelo chance, which I thought was off. Well, he went offside, but the reaction was like it wasn't even close. And when I saw that chance again, he had a shot on goal, a free shot on goal when Grealish went through and he got hacked by a skip. Like I think they was on top at that stage, but yeah, I was happy for them to lose. I can't be honest. I'm happy for them to lose, man. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Grealish was getting destroyed out there. Was, oh um, man, he draws the thousands. Yeah, wasn't? yeah, it was, it was. His ankles must be finished at the end of games. Absolutely. Look how fat his calves are, bruv. His calves are ridiculous. Carlos, bruv. He's withstanding that, man. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? He's he's doing his thing. He gets kicked too much, though, man. It's ridiculous. At first, I thought he just, like, he plays but he gets kicked a lot. Yeah, you see when he done it to uh, Mora? Mora flipped into the game. (laughs) Mora lost it, mate. But I think Jack was getting fed up in it. Like, why can't he do it back, I suppose? But yeah, happy them to be back, man. I'm glad. I'm glad football's back. Yeah, my favourite part of um of the not Liverpool part of the weekend was um the West Ham fans sending singing to John Joe Shelby, Harry Potter, he's coming for you, which was um which no was way, just in, which was just incredibly rude, but also made no me laugh, way um, more than I'd, uh, more than I did. I think they done it when it was at Liverpool as well. When it was at Liverpool, I remember him warming up and they sang the same song, bro. They love it, man. Yeah, I, I think we're getting in trouble for some chanting I've heard recently from the yeah. Norwich one that I thought you probably heard, but yeah, we, we might be getting I thought, in trouble. I thought we were getting trouble for that. But yeah. yeah. I mean, let's talk about the game, the game itself. Liverpool free, Norwich nil. Uh first game in the season away from home, uh, against the newly promoted team. You're always one one of those ones where you look at it as a potential booby trap, especially when you know it's the first game with fans back. Obviously, Norwich had a very good season in the championship again without fans kind of backing them too. So this is kind of their let off for all the stuff that they achieved last year. Um so talk about Klopp's selection for this game. So um Els, I'll come to you first. Um we briefly kind of touched on this on the um, on the post match pod uh on Saturday. Again, if you're uh looking forward to a little bit more post match action then head over to the patient page to subscribe today. Um but what were your initial thoughts when the lineup dropped? 
Um, I was surprised with Van Dijk starting. I thought it was a bit too early. Um, I was surprised with the midfield. I, I'm not really, I'm not the biggest fan of Keita and um, Ox playing together. I, I wasn't even the biggest fan of Milner playing at the end. Um, yeah, but apart from that, yeah, I was a bit. Those are the things that took me unawares. Really, truly, because with with Milner, the mobility he's not, he hasn't got it. He did run a lot, but running a long distance instead of like sprinting from one place to one place is, is very different. It's nothing to do with his ability. It's just he's at his age to like get his brain thinking with his uh, his body at that pace it is it is a lot. Yeah, not, not not to say like he's like bare old or anything, but just. He's playing against a man who are 10 years younger than him and who can move a bit quicker than him, Joe. You know so Van Dyke, obviously he's just come back off a long injury. I don't know how ready he is, but he must be ready in Klopp's eyes. So yeah, those are the things that kind of stood out stood out to me and it kind of made me nervous. Because obviously with um, Norwich playing at home, they're gonna have the crowd behind them, they're gonna be on it first game of the season. They can leave us with a bloody nose. So um those are the kind of first few thoughts I had. With the, with the game. Yeah, we always, it's every single time whenever Milner plays, we have this kind of weird discourse about, oh, what, why is he playing Milner? Why is he playing Milner? And then he drops this performance where it doesn't look particularly good on the eyes. But when you check the stats afterwards, it's one of those ones where you look at it, it's like, ah, okay, cool. He, he did everything you need to do in his, in his job. But no, I, I, I completely share your sentiments there. Um, Harold, I'll come to you. Um, kind of initial thoughts when the lineup dropped. Were you surprised by that midfield free? Uh, more than kind of the centre back pairing. Uh, was I surprised more by the midfield three than the centre back pairing? Yes, for sure. Um, you guys spoke about Milner. I thought he was absolutely rubbish. Um, Mush says that Milner is he doesn't ever have a bad game. He's just old. I don't. I don't have a clue what the hell he's talking about. He had a bad game. He wasn't good. <laughs> like, what, what the hell does that even mean? So he mean? Like an old person can't have a bad game. Like what are you on about? Anyway, he was crap. In my in my humble opinion, I don't think he was good at all. I don't understand why Fabinho didn't play. Um, Fabinho, out of out of a possible, what was it, seven games in Copa America for, uh, that Fabinho could have played? He played he played a f- four minutes of of two. He played five minutes in the other two games. So he played about thirty percent of the games possible because it was just Casemiro and and Fred playing in their in, in their two man midfield. I don't understand why Fabinho didn't play. Like. It just didn't make sense to me. Milner wasn't good. Like I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, fair enough. Ox should have done more. Kato was all right. Like he was, he was just, he was just, just solid. Like I won't, I won't, I won't um get on to him. Ox should have done more. But at the same time, I was like, why didn't Fabinho play? Like I just didn't understand. Milner was not good. If Milner was gonna play, he needs to play in the eight, and he needs to play for about half an hour to sixty minutes. He was not good. Simple as that. I'm sorry. Um, now set the back pairing. Yeah, I was surprised by it. It was good to see Matip and um. And uh, VVD back, like I've even forgotten his name. Can you imagine it's been that long? Um, it's, it's it was it was it was good to see Van Dyke back, but you, I think you could see at particular moments he wasn't he was a little bit apprehensive to go into some certain challenges. And normally he would just clear a man out and just show like show him that he's just physically um like dominant on pause on 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 said player. And you saw that he was it was a little bit apprehensive. I was be like, oh, okay, fine, I get it. You're just, just you're trying to get your body back to normal, so fair enough. But at the same time, I was thinking about it, glass half full. Maybe Klopp is thinking, 
let me let me put him out early. Let me get his his minutes up. Like, let him get used to to playing. Like, let's let's get him back in the groove of things. Even if he only plays for sixty minutes, obviously play for the whole ninety. Even if he only plays for sixty, then cool, sweet. Then we can continue on from there. That's what I was thinking. Maybe just getting minutes under his belt. Um, but yeah, those are my initial thoughts, uh, Chris, on on the lineup. Everything else, yeah, I, I was I was cool with. It was good to see um Jota start as well. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Yeah, I think. But we're going to talk about a little bit more about kind of just specific areas um, of, of, of the pitch kind of later on. But no, I think when you look at that 11 when it drops, the Milner thing over Fab was a bit mm, because you know, and you know, you know how the team plays whenever Fabinho is. I think you saw it more with, with, with Naby more than anyone. He was kind of embodying the withdrawn role of uh, Liverpool midfield that kind of within that 60 minute period that. Um, Fabinho wasn't on the pitch, and they saw him be a bit more open, expansive when uh, Fabinho came on. But, but yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, before we talk about the performance in more grand detail, Glam, I'm going to come to you. I know you weren't entirely sold with what you saw from that first half in particular. Talk us through what made you a little bit hesitant to think that we might not come away with the win. Um, I want to say we might not come away with the win. I just weren't happy with the performance. I weren't I weren't happy with the flow. Um, you know, I think in terms of the team selection, no surprise, yeah, with Van Dyke. I think out of four centre backs we have, um, Gomez looked fitter than him in the preseason. And um so did Conate. But I understand what Harold said in terms of um getting him to the groove of things early because when when are you gonna do it? You're not gonna do it in a Carabao Cup. Not gonna do it for him in season, so I understand why he played. Um, in terms of obviously the game flow, yeah, I just weren't happy with like um the flow. I don't think the midfield three um complement each other very well um at all. And I know some some people think we controlled the game, but there's moments where Norwich were attacking and trying to jammy really hit us and playing good football as well, Glam. Playing good yeah. football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was getting frustrated because obviously only 24 hours before Arsenal got beat up by Brentford. So mm. I'm just like thinking, nah, <laughs> like, nah, this has got to stop. And half time, going to half time, I just said, nah, something's got to give. We've got to change. I'm not happy with the performance. And I don't feel in control. I know we're on the ball and we get, but I didn't feel in control of the game. And when I don't feel in control, especially the first game of the season, all I care about is three points in the first game of the season. And, um, that's why the team selection didn't really throw me off because it's probably down to who's the fittest or who can go. So that's why the team selection, mate, it was all about the win. So, yeah, that's why I went happy, mate. Well, Chris, I wanted to say, just to, just to continue on from what, from what Glam is saying there, if you notice where we play, particularly in that first half, and, and El always says this, get your foot on the ball, right? Get your foot on the ball. We controlled the ball when we had the ball at the back because yeah. Matip and, and Van Dijk are comfortable on the ball, so is Trent, <laughs> right? And then... And that's the reason why Jota had such few touches before he even scored his goal. Like we, it just literally went from defense to attack. It went from Trent straight to our attack. There was our midfielders were doing bleep tests. They didn't touch yes. the ball. Like, there, was, <laughs> there were certain times where Kater got on it. I was like, okay, cool. But then that was few and far between, and that was it. And they're just, they're just going back and forth, literally defense to attack, attack to defense. And then when when um when Norwich had it, they they looked like they could they got out of our presses fairly well. Yes. Like they they, they did. 
I was like, okay, look, you're, you're about to concede, you're, you're about to lose the ball, but then they managed to get out of it. There was one fella, the right back, no, they were obviously Aaron's, but the left back, sorry, he looked like he was all right. Like, Greek, like the, the, yeah, Gonalis or something, the Greek yeah, guy. Bro, Greek he, he, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, looked like he, was, he, he looked like he was a decent player, but yeah. our midfield was, it wasn't there, bro. Like Fabinho came on and then, then we had control. That was it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah to be fair, the. Um, that's where Firmino, I saw it from probably the first mm, half. Agreed. I, 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 nothing against Jota, but he's not a pressing, pressing forward. He was trying, don't get me wrong, I saw him trying, but he looks so with it. Firmino's pressing, you, you could see clearly the difference in, in, in the pressing through Central. He yeah, also that, won't um, the ball better. Like he's, he's, mm. he, for me, it's just he's, he's for me, is is probably him and Thiago are probably our most, I'd say, techie players. Maybe Trent as well, but teched out. Like they got, they're they're very, they're very competent te technically, mm. right? Um, so when Firmino came, I wasn't surprised that he was he was relishing. No one else was doing it, bro. No one else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, that it's really interesting to say that because that twenty minute to kind of like twenty six. But basically, before the goal, before our goal, that, that like kind of like six minute period, um, I thought Norwich were fairly not dominant, but they were causing us a lot of troubles. And I'm glad you said that, um, Harold, about um, Norwich beating the press because it's one, it's one of the next kind of things I want to talk about. And I, I assume this is what made Glam very hesitant too. So we we work a lot, and you can tell the team have worked a lot on kind of team shape and pressing during these um during this uh, the, the the camp at Evian. Um, if you were reading uh, Pep Linder's diary um on the Liverpool website, it's really good insights to kind of what they were operating on during that kind of like training camp. But when Norris were able to kind of break the press from the midfield when it wasn't working properly, and it wasn't kind of in that initial period from that that six minute gap. It had a massive detrimental effect on our centre backs, um, especially in that first half. As we like, as we know, Matip and Van Dijk they like to kind of hold that high line. And one of the reasons we didn't concede as so many goals from last season from those positions, um, especially towards the end, is because we had less capable centre backs, so the line was pushed back, pushed back less. So they're in positions to kind of eat up the ball and kind of gain the ground from there. Elza, I'll, I'll come to you. We've seen this kind of exploit the gap tactic, um, and I think it got overblown. It didn't get overblown. Uh, it got underblown. Pause um, when we lost to Wofford, as that's one of the main things that they kind of focused on. And of course, it was you know massively under the spotlight when Villa beat us. Um, do you think that that's one of the things that we need to consistently kind of keep working on, and just maybe drop? not even drop the line, but just be more hesitant from a centre-back point of view whilst both guys are getting up to speed um, and make sure that this, when this press is bypassed, that we are in position to kind of not be exploited from a long ball? Um, to us, yes. To the Liverpool staff, no. Because, you know, when you work on something for so long, you don't really want to change it. And then you don't really want to... Because if we was to drop, let's say, another five, ten yards then the disconnect between the midfield and the defence is too... Uh, yeah, the midfield and defence is too much. Then the, the attackers are not going to get the ball as much as we saw with Jota in, in the midfield, where, where the midfield weren't really connecting with him. He weren't really, and he wasn't really dropping anyway, because if he needed a drop to, to be a bit compact. So we need our team to be as compact as possible so the counter-press can work as well as it can. So it'll yeah. be very hard to say, drop a... Drop a 
that drop five yards. If he was to drop five yards, that means we have to change our whole philosophy. Then we become a counter-attacking team, not really a counter-pressing team. So then if he was to again drop five yards and everyone drops a bit, so now we're trying to absorb pressure and catch people on the break, which we which we are very which we are very good at doing, but more time we want to try and have authority authority in games. I think the problem with um Saturday was that I know Norwich had one chance when Cantwell knocked it over and it's yeah, so that that that's what kind of set me off about it because yeah. you saw Aaron's so that's where the press is initially beaten. So Aaron's gets the ball out to Cantwell and Cantwell's yeah. fairly close to the byline and he plays that long oh, ball that kind of yeah. long through, through Pookie and it goes straight between um, Van Dyke and yeah Van Dyke and Matip and you can yeah, see yeah. him kind of like positioning himself to get there so do you think that's more of a concentration issue from because I actually think and I want to talk about this later because I thought Matip was absolutely phenomenal throughout the game and you can tell that he's yeah, mate it's, it's ridiculous how good he is um I thought Virgil, you could still see, and he was adamant himself that he still had a little bit of that rust, and he wasn't yeah. nervous, but he didn't have that kind of in-game. He, he wasn't switched on in-game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I think you know, is my my problem with that chance was that that left hand side weren't pressing, so Naby Naby needs to be onto Cantwell as soon as possible, or even um, Mane needs to be onto Cantwell. Because usually we see Mane is very good presser, but if you give people time, and it happened against the two games you mentioned, Oxford uh, two seasons ago, we were just giving them so much time on the ball to just do whatever they want. And the same with Villa, it was so easy because, again, Jotto, who was playing, I said he wasn't used to the press and Naby wasn't pressing. So that was a problem. Um, so I, me personally, you know, obviously other people might think differently, but I think that the main problem is if you're not pressing in front, you're going to cause a lot of problems for us because it's so easy just to knock it over. Um, I think it's something that we need to work on. Maybe the likes of Naby and Ox, they need to be switched on with that press and even Jota needs to know when to press and you, you need to really be switched on. Again, even Timiskas. They're gone. Go so it's, is it, it's, um, you know, we, we love a good football reference, footballer, football reference page uh, note here. So if you do want some good match reports, do over to the page. Um, and Harold, I'm going to come to you on this bit. It's interesting that our... Uh, Interesting that Ellis says in terms of the pressures uh, from Naby, um, especially. I think that's one of the things they'll look to work on because, in terms of successions from their pressures, uh, Kate had about 31 pressures, but only seven, six, seven successful. So it was around about 26%, 23%, sorry. Uh, and then Jota, weirdly enough, when we think about it, he didn't press well, 13 presses with four of them being successful. So you look at that when we think about enabling the press well and maybe that's something that just comes with time as the yeah. guys get more settled into that lineup and of course when more first team midfielders come back into play it's possibly a different story if Fabinho's in the midfield and then you've got Jordan Henderson on the right hand side as well but do you think that that's one thing to be a little bit worried about and they need to kind of work on consistently as they go into this latter stage of a pre-season as it were first of all I just want to say I like this so much because this is some of the most intricate analysis you're going to find on, on a <laughs> Liverpool team ever. So, like, this is what I mean. Like, we analyse everything as part of this team. So, I think this is a fantastic discussion. Um, and I'm going to get even more finer. I want to talk about how it depends on who, on what, on, 
Like, so out of those 13 presses you mentioned for Jota, for instance, is he initiating all 13? Is he the second man to go in the press? Is he the third man to go in the press? If one and two haven't done a good job, is then then he's then he's then he's already failing even before he's he's made that that last minute run. So it's interesting yeah. to think about it like that as well. I am not worried about this because if there's one thing that we do well, it is that tactic that. The, the tactics, we, we don't look like we're out of shape. Last, last season seemed like a bit, a bit more of an anomaly, but we fixed up uh, finally towards the end. But I don't really feel like we do. And one thing I've had to get used to is Liverpool team, team and just football in general is that everyone starts taking more risks. So you can see when we're defending and when we're um, coming against a team that even if we miss out on the press, um, as, you, as you spoke about, and it won't be successful, we rely a lot on players' um, physical ability. So, so for instance, Van Dijk's pace or Matip's yeah. knowledge or Gomez's pace once again and 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 a world-class goalkeeper between the sticks. So we take... And also the offside as well. Off, we love... We we love we love an offside. We, we, we love... We love a late offside, don't we? It's, we love oh it. And God. they always... Ber- I'm, they I'm, berate I'm, I'm the linesman. I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure it's in all the defenders. Like, it's a bonus in all of their... Uh, that's what the yeah, way... It has to be, in it? Because, <laughs> because they berate the, the, the linesman after they don't give the, the offside in time. Like, Matip's arms are going out all over the place. Um, <laughs> I, so I think that's a risk I'm actually willing to take because yeah. I've had to get used to it as part of the Liverpool team. When you're growing up and watching football, you're like, just hoof it. Like, just get rid of it. Like, don't, don't... Like, wh- why are you playing this high line? Just drop back. Like, but now I get it. Now I get it. Now I start to analyse the Liverpool team a bit more. You need to push up the pitch so you can press a bit more. But you're right um, in saying that the press do need to get better. But I'm not worried. I'm not worried um, as yet. Because I do think that's something we, we, we generally do really well. So let's let's let them get a bit more used to it. Jota's not used to playing through the middle as well. So, so that, that's that's something else he needs to think about. So I'm not I'm not mad at that at all. KK is even used to playing football, for goodness sake. So once again, I'm not <laughs> even mad at that. So it needs to, like that, that kind of thing will come with time. If you ask me game week, Game week five, game week six after international break. I'm it's just still same thing still happening. Yeah, I'm worried. I am. But give it give it two give it two more games. I think I think you should fix up for sure. No, I love it. Um again, we've got a new show coming as well that's gonna go into even more tactical detail. Um and it's got uh Carpe members Mike and Peter who are gonna be leading that one again. That is only for patrons, um, and that'll be a patron exclusive. So head over to the Patreon and subscribe today to be in the loop on when that drops. Um, one of the things we've talked about, Garmin, I want to talk. To, I, want, I want to come to you about this guy. Um, when we talk about underrated players in football, um, a lot of names do come to mind. But when I saw Joel Matip play at the weekend, I don't actually remember the last time he had what you would consider a bad game. Uh, this is a guy who's not Burs, played football. Burs away. How, how long ago was that as well? That was 2017. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Piss off, Harold, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, you look at him play. I mean, he's not played a game uh, since Christmas, and he just literally comes in. He plays right hand centre back, and he's like he's never even left the pitch. Um, I. I can't get over how brilliant of a footballer he is. Um, yeah. I just want to talk. How impressed are you with Matip's performance from this weekend and from just how crucial of a piece he can be if we have yeah. these ambitions to win the league this season? I'm going to be, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I, I, I just, he frustrates me, man. He just, he just frustrates me. He's like, he gets you all excited and he's a wonderful, wonderful <laughs> centre half. 
gets you excited. He, he plays. Is he, is, he a bit of, is he a bit of a teaser? Is he a bit of no, a teaser? I, I didn't want to say that still with all the man on the, on the pod still. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't want to say that. Uh, I tried to use my words carefully. I can't lie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, he, he, he's a top, top, top player. But this is this is this is what we go through, and then he he, he then gets injured, or he goes missing, and then you know it, it, it just. It's so I'm so unlucky for him. I'll be honest with you, because the Liverpool yep. career will be a bit up and down when you know we got him on a free transfer and he's a top he's a top centre back. He's a top 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 centre back, and um, I just disappointed the fact that the time when Van Dijk was out and Gomez was out, he was there and we really needed him, and you know he he, he let us down. I know everyone gets injured, but he let us down. But you know. Talking obviously how he plays, yeah, he, he's just he's just phenomenal. He's a he's a phenomenal centre half. He's and he's good in the ball. I remember obviously at Schalke, he's actually played DM as well. And you can yeah, see. Yeah, um, do you remember that yeah. one? You probably remember it. Um, before we signed, when we kind of like uh, announced the pre-contract in like January, and there was yeah. that one kind of a clip that was going around of him when he did that dribble mm. from like defensive midfield yeah. and scored. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So. He can play football, man, and 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 that's what I love about it. He can play football. Van Dijk can play football. Gomez can play football. Um, so it's it's a it's it's a good headache to have. But yeah, no, he was he was he was very good. Um, glam, and glam to add mm. to that as well. I know how much you love Gomez, isn't it? You love Gomez. Yeah. South London, Gomez like, my you guy. Yeah, Gomez, Gomez is your guy. guy. So is this like is is Matt one of the few players you'd be like you know what I I I'd understand why he might get a nod ahead of Gomez no do you know what it is I think it's because if, if Gomez played and he and he started I think it's more the fact that if they're playing well then you stay in the team and that's how it was before I remember Matt um, Gomez came back in after he was injured and he and he got his place back and Matt said, the only certainty is Van Dyke in it <laughs> so who plays with him but it's 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 um it's just for the fact it's, it's a good headache. Obviously, Gomez is a bit different to Matip um, in terms of we've got options in some games. And obviously, I know he played behind closed doors in that game that we won um, against, against Villa. Yeah. yeah. Um, he played behind closed doors, everyone else that played. So, yeah, it's, it's, I'd rather have this situation. And as I said um, in the group to you guys, Gomez and Canute, what, 23 and Canute, what, 21? Konate glam. Konate. Yeah, I know. Sorry, man. Konate. I'm going to get used to it. I'm, a, I'm old school, innit? I'm from the Man, ballers from back in the 90s. You know, I'm from the Premier League stickers days, innit? So forgive me, man. Obviously, you know, them buys there. But no, Konate. Um, so yeah, they can learn off that tip and um, Van Dyke. Do you know what I mean? So it's a good it's a good headache to have. And I don't think Gomez will be fussed in any way that he's out of the team. It's a squad game. So yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy, man. And he played um, in that Otosuna game as well. He's he fucking brilliant. Yeah, that's why I thought he would start. I'll be honest, that's why I thought yeah. he would start. But, um, I get why Van Dyke started. We need to get Van Dyke as fit as possible, as soon as possible. 100%. Uh, yeah. it's quick, quick Joel Matip stats rate, uh, roundup from that game. Uh, 93% passing accuracy, um, three accurate long balls, two clearances, two won all of his aerial duels and had four ball recoveries. Um, when you consider him as the second, second center back, it's a Brilliant performance. He's, um, he's, performance. Top five, he's top five in the Premier League, everyone fit. Easily. Easily, bro. Simple. Easily. Yeah. I think we've got I three think, of those in there. Yeah. I, I'm, so I'm, I'm going to say, when you look at it, um, you, when you look at, you know, 
centre-backs in general, how hard it is to kind of, you know, locate and sign center, you know, very good centre-backs that do what they need to do in the modern game, you know, kind of have those diagonal passings, have the relevant amount of speed, be able to have, be operating with the ball at their feet. Um, it's very hard. They are unicorns in this day and age, and if you do find one, it more than likely is going to cost you £60, £70 million. Pound. To think the fact that we've brought these lads on freeze and lower lower fees, obviously Virgil aside, um, mm-hmm. and, we, and we've got four of them, it's a bloody good problem to have. Yeah, it's massive. <laughs> yeah, massive. I think keeping um, them fit, hopefully. Oh, hopefully, I, I wouldn't mind if Matic plays fifteen games because be I know that yeah, I know they're going to be stellar fifteen games, and they're probably yeah. games that we're going to win very much. And if we if he if we can share the rest of the games between Konate and um, Gomez and Matip, I think we will do very well this season, even with Van Dijk, because you don't want Van Dijk playing too many games, coming off the back of like, not playing for a year. So like, to have four top centre-backs in your squad, is, yeah, it's, it's very good, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big up, big up Matip, man. Big him up, man. Big up Ben White as well. <laughs> I love that club. Thank you. Yes, that was good, man. I, that oh. boy, that guy was getting. That boy was getting. He was on Friday. I saw hey, him bro. getting called. I saw him getting called Ben Oyimbo. I saw him called Ben Gorda. <laughs> Jesus. No, you know what? No, I feel for him. I do feel for him. I do feel for him because anyone yeah. going into the Arsenal back line, you're gonna wow. unless you're a Van Dijk stature, you're gonna yeah. get ruined. Yeah. You're gonna yeah. get ruined. <laughs> You know what he, I mean? He won in a half time. He won in a half time. Fuck hell, man. Bro, you're going to phone to Graham. You're going to phone to Graham Potter, bro. The fuck you that set me up here for, mate? <laughs> he, he was getting spunked. You could just see, like, um, Lewis Dunk sending him a message saying, told you. Told you. Told you. Told you. Told you. Yeah, he was getting spunked, man. Yeah, but for all, all your all your comedic Arsenal needs, do uh, tune into this week's Touchy Gooders because it's going to be a bloody good one. And if you want more live in person pain, then of course it's a Slime Fracas live show this Sunday. <laughs> if you want the blood of your enemies live out on stage, um, then the Touchline Fracas uh, show this Sunday, two PM at Brew Dog Dalston is the place to be. Um, but yeah, I want to have a conversation about the first goal because. Um, I think it's really good build-up play uh, from everyone uh, involved in the move. So obviously Milner sets it off, lays it off to Trent. It's a fantastic ball, first and foremost, by Trent uh, to kind of get it within a very good goal-scoring position. Uh, somehow the assist goes to Mo, uh, which was the funniest thing when I checked that on the old FPL. I was thinking, there's no way because he's miscontrolled this. Um, but what come off him though? Got- if it's come off him, it's, a, it's an assist, bro. There we go, man. This 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 is the age we live in, where we uh, award these things. But you know, I'm not going to complain. You help me out. So, um, we talk about one of the things we've been missing uh, from Liverpool number nines in recent memory, and just in general, to be fair, is a pure striker's touch when a ball is within the twelve yard, not even in the twelve yard box, but just within that general vicinity. Jota absolutely punishes that ball. It is a little, little bit, little bit of an error from Tim Krull, but. Jota does what needs to be done and puts the ball in the back of the net. Um, Harold, I'll come to you. When you look at that and you think one of the things we miss, we've been missing on probably in the past 18 months is someone just in, within those areas. And it's something obviously we've talked about in terms of transfer shows, one of the things that we need, someone with that pure striker's 
touch. Um, Jota has absolutely provided there. Um, how big do you think this is going to be in terms of us recouping some of the goals we missed last season uh, with having him fit and firing going into the rest of the remaining campaign? Yeah, huge, man. Huge. I've, I I loved it. I, I love those, like, it's almost like a shithouse kind of goal. Like, I, I saw it right after he scored. Um, Sky Sports brought up a stack. So he's got the 20, he had 22nd um, most touches. And I was, I was like, okay. I had to like, do some quick maths. I was like, oh, that's the least touches on, on the pitch. Okay, cool. And then and obviously <laughs> he, banged, he, he banged his goal. It wasn't even a good finish. I don't even, I don't care. A goal is a goal is a goal. And that's what we need. We don't have a, honestly, like, I feel like sometimes the players we have, they score, they score some, they score some really well-worked goals. We just need some, just like, uh, we'll just drop two in a box, smash it in. Like, like obviously we have Salah who gets some of those goals, but... I love it, and I'm just I'm just praying he stays fit for the season because because we saw what he could do um before the turn of the new year last season. So, look, he's he's quality, man. I, I think he needs to get used to playing um up front because looks like that's what Klopp wants to do. So playing up front in this um this yeah. system that we have, I think I think a better midfield will also help that. So yeah, honestly, bro, like I'm all for it. You scoring goals, I, you will never hear a bad word out of my mouth. <laughs> Honestly, you know, goals are the currency in football. And as long as you are providing them, I don't care if you have one touch for the entire game. If that one touch is boom and it ends up in the back of the net, you're good with me. You're good with me, brother. Um, even if you remember last season, yeah, there were times where Glam was getting on to Salah, but then he scored. And he's like, you know what? I can't say anything. I can't say anything because he scored. I don't care how he's played. He scored. He scored the winner. You can't say anything. It doesn't matter how well you play. You, you won the game. Um, yeah. I, at least Glam admits when he's wrong, unlike certain people within the group. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't say I was wrong. I'm saying he's still playing shit, <laughs> but he banged. He banged. So, yeah, I can't say nothing. If you're playing shit and you bang, can't say nothing. Can't say nothing to nobody. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I've missed having Glam on the pod, man. It's always a good time when Glam's on, man. I've missed him still. I've missed him, man. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's one of those ones where I think there's a little bit of kind of hesitancy to praise him for his performance in the in, in the 60 minutes he was on the pitch but um actually, I actually thought he performed really well um, and you look at him the way he operated he got into those clever areas um I do think it would be really interesting to see in some other games especially when I mean you look at the, the weekend's fixture in particular where we're going going up against Burnley and you know what you're going to get from Burnley we got the exact same thing last season it'd be really interesting going up against a team who are coming up to setting a low block if um you know for maybe five ten minutes uh within certain periods of the game uh there's a little bit of kind of uh switch around with uh Mane and Jota so when you know Jota can kind of go and operate on that left hand side and Sadio can kind of move the channels as well because there's one thing we know Sadio loves doing it is annoying defenders um I want to have a quick conversation about the two main midfielders not named James Milner in uh Navi Kaito and Oxide Chamberlain uh Els I'll come to you here um I thought Kaito did a lot in the first half a lot that goes kind of under the radar and doesn't go noticed. Basically, whatever Ginny Van Alden does when he plays football for Liverpool, when he played football for Liverpool. Ox, on the other hand, you could see what he was trying to do, and I think he was in a could re- you? really weird. I could do. When he was dropping back and trying to receive, I didn't the even ball, see him on the ball, mate. What did you but see? It's like, Chris? But it's like what you. It's more more in his movement than anything. So it's like what you said from earlier on when. The ball was moving literally from from defense to 
attack. So he's literally bypassed him and he's trying to kind of get in those areas where it would be a quick layoff from one of the centre-backs or Milner and he can kind of move it 10-15 yards. He didn't really have that authority to do that in the first half. So I think some of his movement was quite clever and cute, but um, it wasn't there. And it was really interesting, again, when we kind of talk about pressures, he had the high, he had most successful pressures within the team. So he was doing something right, but again, it wasn't particularly easy on the eye. Um, how are you rating both of those kind of midfield performances throughout the game? Um, yeah, firstly, I think with Ox, last season, what when we saw Ox coming off the bench, playing in the midfield role, everything was gung-ho and haphazard. It was, everything was at 100 miles per hour. His brain was selling to do one thing and his body was doing another. I think against Norwich, it was a bit more controlled where he's like, okay, let me use the ball a bit more sensibly. Um, I'm going to measure all my passes. And then that looks like he's not doing much. And I'm leaning on the side of he wasn't really doing much because he wasn't really connecting with the attack. But at the same time, it seems like he was really protecting James Milner. So James Milner won't be left alone one-on-one in the midfield. So he was doing a lot of covering for James Milner, as well as obviously helping Trent on that side defensively. Um, at times, for me personally, Ox got very, he's very, very good technically. So there's some things he can do with a football we're like expecting. Yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, that's bread and butter. He's got a good, he's got a sweet right foot. Um, he cleans, he hits the ball very cleanly. So I think from that side, we wanted to see that a bit more. We wanted to see him connect with the attack a bit more. And he wasn't doing it. Um, to be honest, it was a, a it was a performance of a man who was just trying to get back to a level, which was which is um, acceptable for Liverpool, which is an acceptable elite level. So I, I'm going to give him time. He's not going to play all the time. I just need him to like, have a bit more control in his game, and that's what we kind of saw. But obviously, we want him to do more on the ball. Now with Naby, it was a better performance for Naby. Um, we know what Naby can do. Technically, he's he's cold. He can beat a man with his dribbles, drop a shoulder. He's got a decent pass to him. He's got, again, someone else that someone else that can hit the ball very sweetly. Um, I thought he, he was a very genie-esque performance. He was very diligent in his defensive work. And I think he got better when, uh, now, when Fab came on. When Fab came on, he got really better because he had one, I think we spoke about in the group, he's got that bit of extra security behind him so he's not having to, like, again see where Milner is and try and uh, cover that gap. Um, hopefully we see that more of Naby coming on as the season goes on. But with, with Naby, I think what we expected from Naby is what we saw at Leipzig, like, again, take him on, step over his hair, just be like some next Iniesta deco hybrid of a player. But um, I think four years into his tenure, we just want him to be consistent. Um, if he can get 20 games for me this season... May I will give the maddest offering in church, maddest offering, bro, because that's that's all I want to see. That's all I want to see. I just, like man, are talking about, oh yeah, Naby, bro, just give me twenty solid games, seven out of ten, <laughs> six out of ten, seven out of ten. That's all I want. I don't want to see any. I'm not really, I'm not extra guy yet. Me, like me, you might know me. I'm, I'm calm in it. I'm, you know, I'm saying, I just do my thing. Shut up, arrows, man. <laughs> but. I don't need anything extra. I just need to see Navigator play 20 games without like being injured or coming off with a back strain or something. And then maybe 
we can revisit this conversation. But again, against Norwich, he started well. It was a decent performance. I'm not going to say it wasn't. It was it was a solid six, six and a half. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it sounds like Pastor Toby's going to get himself a new watch if um, Kaita does 20, 20 good appearances this season. So, I mean, you know, do not be afraid to show your drip uh, there. Um, Harold, I come to you um, on both the midfielders. Kind of, you look at Naby in particular. He offered pretty much everything that Wijnaldum did offer there in terms of what you expect from you know that ball retention and pressing elements. Um, I feel like you were a little bit disappointed with Ox, especially from that disappointment. Well, I'm, I'm saying you potentially were. I'm not, don't know if you were yet, but um, if you were disappointed. Is that kind of deeply rooted in what you saw from him throughout the preseason? Because you look at him in the preseason and he seemed a lot more confident in his body, a lot more confident in his health. And he had that kind of free authority to kind of attack with a little bit more dominance that we saw at the end of that 17-18 season and in some elements in the seasons after. Yeah, I never know what to make of preseason. I never know. Like, I don't know if the opposition are taking it as seriously as we are. I don't know if um, players are just are players are just doing things they don't normally do. Just being a bit more expert. I just never know what to make of preseason. When it comes to the prem, that's why I like to focus on that a little bit more. I'm not disappointed because of what he did in preseason and in, um, um, relative to, to today. I'm disappointed of what he did um, on Saturday relative to what I know he can do in in, in Liverpool Red, um, and that was just assert himself as one of one of our attacking threats. Like you spoke about him having um, one of the pressure, like some good pressures in our team. That's not why we have Ox. Like he's one of the, probably the only midfielder we have that we expect to be like, you know what? He, he, can, he can probably get some goals from midfield. He can, he can, he can probably contribute to some, to, to some of our attacks. We didn't, didn't get that. But what I will say is um, he had that one opportunity and Els, Els had mentioned, I was going to say, we had that one opportunity where he had to slip in one of our forwards. I can't remember who it is. It might have been Mane. Um, but he had the opportunity to slip it in. And that's what my criticism of him was that his final ball just isn't still there. And that's only one chance. So I'm I'm not gonna hang him out to dry just yet. Like I'm gonna I'm I'm willing to take another chance and just see him with a bit more of a stable base. And like I said, not everyone the video can't hold everyone's hands. Like he, he can't do that. Don't get me wrong. For me, I think it should be Fab as a six, and then deputy should be Hendo. And I don't even particularly want Hendo to play in the six, but if we have a deputy, it should be Hendo, in my humble opinion. Um, now I want to see. I, I just want to see Ox in a midfield um, trio where I feel like he doesn't necessarily have to do the press so much of the pressing um, stuff. We have a bit more um, midfield um, authority. That's just me personally. I was disappointed by him because even despite all of that, he did have a few, a couple of chances where he could get on the ball, maybe do a little bit more with it. But because it was so few and far between, maybe he was overthinking it, but perhaps trying to do more than he than, than he needed to do. And he was just he was just trying to have a steady performance. Maybe that's just what's in his head. I can't speak for him, but I would say I'm disappointed only because I know what he's capable of and I know he can do more even without um a like one of our better sixes. That's what I will say. Hopefully that's cohesive enough. No, I, I completely agree. Um, and we're going to talk about um, the, the big six uh, when he came on uh, in a short minute. Uh, Glam, I want to ask you the same question in regards to Kater and Ox because we had a little bit of a conversation before we kind of started recording that um, one of the areas I always keep fluctuating between is whether Liverpool should sign a midfielder or whether Liverpool should sign an attacker. Um, you said that Liverpool probably shouldn't sign a midfielder unless they are top, top quality. Do you still have that belief after watching the performances of Naby and um, Oxley Chamberlain from from the weekend? Um, yeah, hundred um, percent. I think obviously, yes, it's, it's one game into the season. 
Um, and you know, um, preseason a bit. Like, I, I like Harold a little bit. I, I do look at preseason in terms not just performance, in terms of fitness. And Naby and Ox are one of the two that really need a preseason under their belt. And the fact that they stayed fit for selection for the first game of the season, I'm I'm more optimistic about that as well. But um, I don't know what to make. Especially what Ellis just said, because we had Ox, Milner, and we had Cater. Now, if I was to say to you guys, okay, who was the six? Who was the who was the information to go attack? Who was the one to hold? Who was who was the one to track? We'll be ooming and ah, like mm, maybe it was that one, maybe it was that one. So I think the mixture of the midfield was a a mixed bag, and Oak Steve looked reserved. I don't know why. I don't know why it was his performance that he played bad, or he was given instructions to halt his position or halt his attack. But what would he get from the game after the end of the game? What possession was what fifty fifty? That I mean, Norwich had fifty percent of the possession, Liverpool had fifty yeah. percent of possession, and no one took control. When Fabinho come on now. Again, what Alison Harrell said, you know, it's not for Fabina to hold their hand, but listen, mate, if someone comes on and their their duty is to, I mean, to calm and relieve pressure in the midfield, then people around you are just going to adapt in it and obviously going to react. And if Fabinho's there, the other guys will think, you know what, I can go and do what I do. But I'm just glad that rather than the offensive side of things, those Oxen cater stuck to their duties in terms they were just cautious it was no thrills from them i get that but they were just cautious and i think had they been going blazing forward then we was conceding goals or getting ripped up at the back not that it happened with van dyke i think people would have been on them even more i think so i am cautious i don't think we need another centre midfielder we just if we're going to sign a midfielder we need a top quality one that walks straight into the team no questions asked not one to compete we've got enough midfielders to compete We'll need a top quality one, and I don't think they're going to spend that money. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with what you said there. Um, so I always think of the the, the games of being in kind of this game in particular being in kind of like three distinct, three really distinct acts, kind of like a film, really. So you got that period where you're just kind of bedding in, you're feeling it out, uh, pause um, to kind of get a, you know an inclination of what the game is going to be like. You have the period where you go from 1-0 to up till the Fabinho substitution, and you have everything that happens after the Fabinho substitution. So when, when Fab was introduced into the game, you could really tell that it unlocked the fluidity um, of our squad, and you saw the transition really kind of up itself. So, you know, when we won the ball back in midfield or we won it back in defence, from regaining that possession to chance creation, the fluidity there was just absolutely on, on the on the money every single time um and then you know the most important thing was it allowed the midfield to be less of a functional unit and be more in tune with the front three is what, what we saw from kind of um from the second goal in particular um Els, i'll come to you the the fabinho introduction does that give you talking about you know what we said about ox and kaya there does that give you a bit more pause to be saying that if fabinho starts we see a little bit more of that. We see a little bit more confidence in both of those midfielders to do the attacking side of their job a lot more efficiently than we did before his introduction. Um, yeah, it does. Um, just because he's so good at what he does in terms of breaking up play and dictating dictating our play 
um, I think Pep Pep Lynch calls him the lighthouse, and he doesn't use that uh, doesn't use that very very loosely. So he's the one that guides our play. He's the one that sees where the danger is, snuffs it out, and just gives it to the forward players. Um, there's been games where they've played with Fabinho and they really haven't done much. So I'm still um and ahhing about that, just because maybe that's maybe this is just <laughs> their, their level. <laughs> Why are you laughing, bro? <laughs> there's there has there has been games where like they've played with Fab and it's it's left a lot is left to be designed, you know what I'm saying? It's a bit long, but I don't know, maybe the season will probably see a different different ox and a different Nabi, but I'm not gonna hold my breath. Uh Fab Fab plays better with with the likes of Hendo and the likes of Thiago, just because they're more like mature in their play, do you know what I'm saying? And they, they're very, very disciplined and they know what to do when they have to do it. I think with Oxen that they haven't played for so long with this team, they spent majority of it on the bench or they've played majority um, been injured. So they probably they have to get up to speed with how they play and the, and the sharpness of, of what we want. But hopefully the season's long. Maybe they might get a few games here and there under their belt and they'll they'll get up to speed with what we want to do, man. I mean that's where the preseason kind of work well within their favour. So you've seen them kind of be within those drills and be in that team shape and kind of within those exercises to kind of see what we really want to do and what we kind of expect out of our midfield output. Uh Glam, anything you want to say from Ellis's comments there? Um yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. Fab plays better with Thiago and bloody um, Hendo. Fab just plays... Fab just does quality on his own. He's a top quality um, player. I'm not... I'll be honest with you. I'm not a fan of the Thiago and Fabinho partnership. Um, Just in a sense that I think you play one or you play the other. They both like to control the ball and they both like passing. Um, You know, Thiago's overall... So that sort of game style is to obviously see a pass and break up players in somewhat, but I'm not a fan of those two playing together. I'll be honest. Thiago will be on the bench for me. And then you work around the other two, so you put in obviously Hendo. Um, yeah, but Thiago's, Thiago's starting on the bench for me. Uh, this is why we love Glam. This is, this I'm is being, why I'm we love Glam. Well, what, I'm just saying, what, what are you talking about, bro? So, Do you not see the last so, 10 games? No, because obviously, yeah, fan- Thiago's a fantastic player, but look at he's he's used like a I don't know a, a goal two for his country. You know, Spain has never been a regular for Spain. Um, you know, Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich. You know, he was he's, he's, he's got the attribute. He's a top he's a top class player, but he's never really been a, a, a regular to say yeah he's a starter everywhere he's been. Like I'm just being honest, obviously. He's had injury problems, yes. But if I'm looking at... If you're looking at quality, yes, guys. He should be one or two first player on a team sheet for his quality. I'm talking about, does he complement the midfield if him and Fabinho need to play? I don't think so, personally. I think Fabinho's role will be hindered with Thiago there. Otherwise, what, what, what's, he, what's Thiago's role? He's Tell a playmaker. Me. He's a playmaker. So, like I said... Okay. Okay, so he's a playmaker. What, he's a deep line playmaker, yeah. Yeah, but what Fab does, Fab breaks up play, and then yeah. Fab will find Thiago. Thiago will look. No, nah, that's yeah, the thing. Fab don't. Fab don't need to find Thiago. 
Fab can find I'm, a pass. I'm this getting, is, this I'm is getting, my point. Like, no, he, doesn't, he doesn't need to use. He doesn't need to use Thiago like he's drink water. Like to say, yeah, you have it, and then you go play. No, he's not a side man. He doesn't need him. So why are we going to hinder Fab? Like, I don't. I, I, I'm not a fan of the partnership. I said they're terrific. He's a terrific player. I'm not saying he's. Sure, I'm just saying I don't like the. I don't like the blend. I'm all about the blend. I don't like the blend to, of to, them two. To, to, to be fair, we've not actually seen it in a full Liverpool eleven. That makes sense. Yeah. Like yeah. Also, talking about telling me, telling us about that. Oh, he likes the, they plays better together. I mean, it's in him in a blend. So I'm saying, same yeah, guy. Because, because if you look at the last ten games of the season, yeah, when 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 Thiago started to play better, mm. it was when Fab came into the team. No. No, I think he's more. I think he's more settled. I just think he's more settled. But I, I, I think he should be um, a Fab and Thiago. Davis two should vie for the same role. That's what I think. Not a chance, bro. But you saw yeah. when Thiago played in that. It wasn't Thiago's not good in that Fab role. Yeah, but Thiago's not good at tackling either, and he gives away too many free kicks. Yeah, I don't want to be under to, pressure. Yeah, but he's not used to all that, like oh, chasing the man back and tackling. But when he yeah. when he moved a bit further forward. It was a little bit better, no? No, he got better. He, don't get me wrong. He, he got better. I was, I was on to him. He got really better. He's more settled <laughs> than he, sh- and he sh- and he showed his quality. He really showed his quality. But, you know, Fab's... Obviously, Fab's the number one for me, you know, and the others work around him. Fab is the number one. No, he's so what's your midfield? What's your, what's your midfield? What, every, everyone fit? Everyone fit, yeah. Everyone fit. Oh, mate. For, well, it's going to be Fabinho. And mm, I'm gonna say if Ox or Kate got to play, not both. So one of them got to play. Which one? Which one? Which one? Um, I can't. I can't. I'm gonna say Nabi. Okay. Yeah. And I'm gonna say everyone fit. I'm. I'm gonna put Henderson in there. Hey. Henderson, 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 Nabi, and and um, Fabinho, and I'm not a, I'm not a top for, um, Henderson fan. Oh, we know. But, but listen, Genie's gone. The next person to do the dog work that he's going to be doing is Henderson. You know, Nabi's got the quality. And I just think Thiago needs to sit on the bench and be that guy to come on if we're not doing well or to change the game and the dynamics. I'm not starting him with Fabinho. I'm sorry. The balance, I don't like it. I just don't. I've got a problem with it, though. I don't like it. I just don't like it, man. Oh. Fabinho, let Fabinho play his game. Both of them like being on the ball. Why do we need two players on the in the middle that love the ball? Why? It's glam. I personally think you're overstating how much Fab likes to be on the ball. Fab has yeah, great to, 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 to pick out a pass, but yeah, bro, like his main quality is breaking up play. Like that is what he does so well, right? That is his, that is his main quality, yeah. That is his main quality, bro. But when it comes to those those like threaded balls, we saw it, we saw it in the last what last 10 games in, in the season. Tiago was running things, bro. Okay, so how many assists did Tiago get? Glam. I'm just asking a question, buddy. Glam, I'm just glam. asking a question. We've had this discussion before. You can't judge a... Well, you, you can, it, but you can't really judge a player off assist. It's about chance creation and no, whatnot. I'm not judging a player off assist, but his qualities is as a playmaker. You know, we go back to the playmakers, Esco, obviously, assess Fabigas, deep lying. That was his sort of role, no? 
So I'm saying, well, no, 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 I know, no, no, I, I no, know, no, no, no. Thiago's quality. I'm not. What I'm saying, no, 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 wait. Okay. What's the Fabregas talking about? You talking about Fabregas that plays for Monaco or Fabregas that plays for Arsenal? It's the same fucking guy. He's not clone, no, is it? It's Fabregas. No, it is not. Eight man. It wasn't a. It wasn't a six or like a deep line player. Bro, it's like no. For Arsenal, Arsenal, Fabregas never relied on speed. Yeah, Fabregas will see a pass from deep or Central Park. He doesn't need to overtake the halfway line to see a pass, but he sees a pass. Now, Thiago, yeah, is not blessed with pace. We know that, yeah? So his role in the team, as you said, and I agree with you, is to be a playmaker. Now, if you're a playmaker, you are based on primary assist. Or are you saying he's one of the engine starters that starts the engine, but then, you know, no, what are we no, saying? No, it's not, it's not, it's not what, one extreme saying, to man. another... Yeah, what we're saying is that he is the metronome in our team. He dictates the play. He's the one that gets us going. Fab breaks it up, gives it to Thiago. Thiago now no, you, finds the elusive pass. You, you're let's, let's, you're let's, undermining Fabinho. I'm sorry. I'm, you're, you're, no, you're no, taking Fabinho over some side, man. Let's, 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 let's put a pin in this and, um, and we'll revisit it at a later date. Just I'm conscious no of time. problem. But, um... <laughs> um both of both of the other goals were absolutely sensational. By the way, um, you look at the again. We talk about that kind of fluidity and functionality from the midfield. It's, it's on display no other than the second goal. Um, you look how the midfield's interlinked with the front three, and just Mo, Mo Salah is just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, the the, the mm. finish from Bobby is cool as it will be. Uh, I'm on the record stating that you know that kind of rotation with Bobby and Jota up front will be uh, to the advantage of both of them, really, in terms yep, of um, yep. Agreed. Shout, shout out Bobby. Shout out Bobby because 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 he was brilliant when he came on. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, it was awesome. It was fantastic yeah. when he came on. I mean, you um, made a great you made a great point Christian, about Bobby. Arrested Bobby is a, a different kettle of fish. When you have to like play Bobby all for like fifty odd games, you're not going to get the best out of him. Hence why I think it's important that Jota stays fit just so that Bobby can at least get a bit of rest because his quality come off the bench will do us a lot, man. 100%. And you look at the, I think one of the underestimated things about Firmino is how silky he is on the ball, too. Like his touch is quite soft, and, you know, he can mm. he can beat a man with that. And, you know, if you're bringing him off the bench, you know, on 65, 70, and you know, again, your centre backs, the centre opposition centre backs are already a little bit, um, sound like Pep there, aren't they? The opposition centre backs, they're already a little bit tired. Um, you know, they're, they're already a little bit run down, you know. They're thinking, oh, for fuck's sake, we're gonna defend this guy now. Oh. So yeah, it could. Yeah. I think it'll work. It'll definitely work in both of their favours. But um, the third goal is just such a classroom from 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 Mo, um, and yeah. he's non-stop throughout this game, boy. When yeah. um, when he missed that other chance uh, near the end, he had his hands in his head, and he was absolutely raging on himself and the unselfishness to put Mane through just to make sure that Mane what, got what a goal. Pass, blood. Because, I don't know, you know. What does Salah always do the opposite of what we want? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> no sense. I mean, they're all, they're all in a good mood, isn't it? I mean, like, you know, Jota score, Bobby score, Mo score. They're like, yeah, let's get Sadio on there as well, man. Let's make it a party. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I, for, for me, anyway, for, for, for me, um, Mo Salah is, I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, uh, he's the best player in the Premier League. Um, and for me, it's kind of not up for debate. The no, guy who was once... It is. 
VVD, bro. Okay. Fair. Yeah. These, these uh, are nasty agendas I can get behind, you know. I'm going to do a mic here. As long as they're Liverpool players, they're nasty agendas I can get behind. You know? <laughs> 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 um, but, I mean, you, the guy who is labelled a one-season wonder, um, and he's just been delivering it season after season after season after season. Um, he's been absolutely terrorising uh, defenders. And you look at the impact he's had on this team. Uh, for me, it's just it's just absolutely sensational. And then, Glenn, I'm going to come, to come back to you on this. Can, you, can we look at the situation he's in with his, his potential contract renewal? You look at it and you think, just give the guy what he wants. Because, mm-hmm. okay, fair enough. I'll see where this is going. Um, <laughs> uh, for me, I look at it, I think, you know, Kevin De Bruyne is on like 350 grand a week. Just give yeah. the guy what he wants, man, because the, the influence that he has on this Liverpool team, um, from not only the goal scoring, but creating opportunities and that desire to win and put yeah. the team first in a lot of instances and just kind of play with that fire and that passion that we love as Liverpool fans. It's just absolutely sensational. Yep. No, no, 100. And, you know, listen, I, I, I have my salad challenges, you know what I mean, and therapy. Um, but, you know that's just based on performance, but his 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 record is incredible. Um, his his importance to Liverpool is incredible, and you know, my only gripe was obviously you know I knew I kind of heard that he wanted to go to Real Madrid. I might say, well, don't want to be at my club, piss off. But put that aside, he should be given what he wants. Um, he's earned it. He's earned it. He's definitely earned it. Um, yeah. And he's very he's, he's consistent regardless. And this this is what annoys me, but delights me about him because. In the, in, in the terms that what annoys me, because when I get on his back and it was like, oh, shut up, shut up. He's, doing, he's scoring, he's scoring. Yeah, but he's playing shit or he ain't doing enough. But then what delights me about him is that he's banging goals to Liverpool. We're winning, we win games or he's doing well. So you can't really talk to him because he's doing his job. And I'm a man of his performance, but he's banging his goals and that's his job, bro. Do you know what I mean? And he wants golden boot. So I'll give, he deserves his new contract. He deserves his pay. You know what I mean? I'm seeing other players that are on, I don't know, a certain Grealish on 300k. I know he's got 100 <laughs> in but, mate, psh, if I'm Mo Salah and I'm seeing that, I'm just looking at my agent like, are you serious? Are you really serious? This guy's on 300k and I'm doing what I'm doing. Like, do you know what I mean? It's 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 criminal. It's criminal. It's criminal. These agents are waste, man, in general, anyway. Like, they're tweeting nonsense during the game as well. <laughs> like, <laughs> waste, man. Yeah, no, he deserves it. He deserves it, man. Harold, I kind of come comes to the same question with you. Um, I actually touched on Glam's point there because it's a really good one. You see, I mean, you look at the money Grealish is on, you think he's not delivered in Europe. This is where I'm going to get nasty now because I like Jack Grealish as a player and, you know, fellow black countryman. No, um, get nasty, bro. Get nasty, mate. <laughs> I mean, this guy, I mean, he's not delivered far in he... Europe. Oh, I've missed I've missed Glam so much. I've missed I've missed it. Um you look at what he's he's not delivered a lot in his career. Um he's probably had more car accidents than trophies. Um oh, and yeah, I know. Well, we're getting nasty here, isn't it? Um <laughs> you also look at one balding Pierre Emmerich Abamyang at um at oh. Arsenal. And you, you look at the money he's on. And if you're Mo Salah, you're thinking, mate, the decline he's done and he's managed to he secured that bag and then just became dog shit. Uh, I mean this might probably come back to bite me on the arse when he scores against us at some point, but hopefully it's in a five one loss. Um, Never. 
<laughs> you look at it and you think he has to be paid to be one of the, or if not the highest paid player in the Premier League. Um, it's, yeah, I guess you can say that. But look, look at look what we're comparing ourselves to. Bro, we're, we're comparing ourselves to the first billion pound team or billion dollar team, <laughs> wherever they were calling it. There's, it's, I think it's a bit silly comparing wages with City. Like, there's just no point with, with Arsenal. Yeah, fair. Like, like that's like I, I can rock with that because they're 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 a, they're a normal team. Um, they're not. Uh, what they're Dean, they're, what they're Dean, but normal. <laughs> no, what about no, Dean Henderson? Dean no, Henderson, you know like okay, mate. No, 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 but you know what I mean in terms of like, bro. See, he's put a hundred, like a hundred million, like, and I love Jack Greenish, but a hundred million, like, come on, like, that's ridiculous amount of money. Like, anyway, anyway, but let's move that aside. We've got a point about Aubameyang, yeah, fair. Like, I, I think, I think, you, you, bro, I am all for seeing um a, a, a brother get paid. Go, Mosala deserves it, but but absolutely, he's 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 about to join the the Premier League 100 club as well, bro. Look, he deserves it every in every way possible. He just looks so on it. That's one thing that no one can ever say to, to Salah. He just always looks like he's on it. The intensity yeah. there doesn't look to drop off. This is his fifth season now for us, just starting. And he looks like he's just getting better and better. And he, he takes care of himself. He takes care of his body. Shout out Eden Hazard. He looks after himself when necessary. <laughs> like, <laughs> Bro, like, breathing I'm, heavy I'm, like a dog. <laughs> oh, man, shots on the pod, man. <laughs> so, look, I, I, I personally, honestly, like him, him getting these like three hundred racks, bro. I don't know how much it is. I'm all for it. Absolutely deserves every, every penny of it. That's what, that's happens when you consistently deliver quality. Like you're talking about one of our few players to, to deliver twenty plus goals season after season after season, right? And it's yeah, these guys they don't come along often, man. And goals, yeah, as we yeah. know that. It's 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 it's, it's it's the biggest currency, man. Like gold is all we care about. Here I was talking about Jota earlier. I don't care about his performance. He scored, and that's that's what we say about Salah. But Salah does perform well sometimes. He does create well, particularly in the Champions League. He loves it. He's, he's even like, he's even top goal scorer in the Champions League. I even forgot. That's ridiculous. That's actually ridiculous. Um, and he did it in about like thirty something games less than Gerard. Like honestly, bro. Like all for it, Salah. Earn your money. You deserve it, man. I'm not asking Ellis because I know it's going to be the exact same thing. It'll be a, if if Ellis was in charge, he'd be like, you know what, pay yourself whatever you want because the the impact you've, you've had on the team is just it's just mad. He would pay him in uh, rupees, but I mean, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. but I still pay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd get paid, isn't it? <laughs> nah, yeah, I just echo the sentiment of Harold. Really, man, just yeah, pay the guy what he wants, man. Pay the guy what he wants, man. 100%. Speaking of contracts, um, David Ornstein in his Monday column, I'm glad he's brought it back actually because it's one of those things when you know, get ready for work in the morning. I sit there, I just read his morning column, see, you know, see what the uh, what the movements are. It's usually some form of pain for someone, but he wasn't actually paying for anyone this week from a Liverpool point of view. Um, he reported that John Henson has agreed a deal in principle for a new three year contract with the option of a fourth year, dependent on his fitness criteria. Um, I'm going to come to Glam on this one because this was this actually got you a little bit uh, a little bit annoyed. Uh, when we were kind of just initially discussing it, and it was mainly due to the fact that Wijnaldum wasn't afforded the same liberties in his contract negotiations. I'm going to give you the floor, sir, so you can talk us through it. Yeah, it's just um, the, the Wijnaldum saga, especially as it, it, it ran on 
far too long, far too long. And I just got the feeling, obviously, that he um he he, he want he definitely wanted to stay, but he wanted obviously to secure his future for his family, which is which is I mean obliged to do. And you know that the contract that we would have gave him, what the three year deal would have brought him to what he's twenty nine at the time, so what thirty two probably late stages career. Um, and I feel that what he's done for the club, we've got him for twenty five mil. You know, um, he's always available. Um, you know, I mean, everyone else is injured around him. That guy's always available. Whether he's tired or when I was tired, going to get rested today. And you see him out there on the pitch. Um, you know, the fact that we just drug it on and then we, we use the fact of philosophy that we don't really renew contracts. Two-year contract, I believe, that was offered rather than a free. And a testament to his qualities, look where he's ended up. Well, Barcelona after him. Bayern made a late bid for him. And, you know, he's ended up at PSG. He's probably laughing now, the so-called Messi. But I just think it's a bit, it's a tasteless um, feel to me when obviously, you know, um, it's nothing to say we shouldn't offer Henderson that, which is fine. But now we're going above and beyond. We're going to give Henderson, what, he's 31, what, a three-year contract extension, obviously a, a fourth, depending on obviously how much appearance he makes. And yeah, I know he's a club captain, but, just so soon, I, I know, I don't know Genie personally, but I just know when he sees that, he ain't going to come up publicly, but that's really going to leave a sour taste. Obviously, you know, he loved Liverpool, man. His family was happy here. And it was pretty much a thing of like, go for the best of your career. And, do you know what I mean? He moved. I think we offered that, he would have stayed, no problem. And yeah, it's, it's, it really, I got I got mixed feelings about it. I'd be really annoyed if he did know one album. He didn't uh, not once invite him on the pod. I'd be very annoyed if that was the case. Guy. I'm going to say, a bit disheartened. Is it me? Is it me? Is the host? Is that what it is? Um, <laughs> um, but no, I I, can, I completely agree with you. Um, you do look at it and you think it's a little bit odd because the, the one interesting thing from that report that has been said and how I'm going to come see you on this part is that the wine album situation played a very key. Um, key role in getting this swiftly done. Obviously, we saw a lot of PR come out from Henderson's side, you know, with the unhappiness and and, and whatnot. But we never actually really saw that from one uh, from one album side uh, in in these contract negotiations. Do you think this incident with Ginny and not getting that resolved, him leaving on a free, the Klopp was just kind of intent to not have a similar situation, especially with a club captain? Yeah. I think so. As you said that, I was a bit like, hmm, how the hell did it do that? But yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, try, try, trying to learn from your mistakes. None that happened again. I'm, I'm, I'm with Glam. I don't really understand um, a, a three-year deal with option of a fourth. That, that, that is a bit of a, a slap in the face to Genie. I think. I, I think he'd understand. That. Okay, you, you give, you give your club captain a two-year deal. Yeah, fair. He's been here for the, the best, the better part of a decade. Well, no, sorry, a decade, right? Um, yeah. yeah. So. I mean, like, fair, like fair enough, but yeah, it's like honestly, learn from your mistakes, get better at it, give Hendo the deal. Not three years, not four years. I personally think that's too much. Um, h- however, at the same time, you're probably thinking Hendo probably needs to retire at the club. Like, I, I get it. Like, I, I get that. I, I it's, it, it will be weird if he left. Do you know what I mean? So, like, if, if, even when Gerard left, it's a bit like let's, let's just let him, let's just let him retire here. Like, it's, it was a bit. Yeah. 
it was a bit weird for me. Like, wh wh why, are you, wh why are you in America? It's strange. Yeah, but yeah. Talk, talk about contrast situations that were handled poorly, yeah. by the way. That might have been one of the most poor ones I've ever seen. Yeah, it was. It was so, so, so maybe they learned from that. Like, your club captain for, the, for, for 10 years, I mean, not, not, he wasn't club captain for that long, but your club captain's been here for 10 years. Give him, give him until the end of his career. Give him his testimonial. He's, he's already earned. Cool. Yep. See you later. Fine. Honestly, just tie down the key cogs in this team. And I know, yeah. Glam, you don't like this, but his intangibles are fantastic. Um, and by that, I mean, he's shouting. He's shouting comps. I love him. He's leading. Oh, I hate it, bro. It pisses I me off. I absolutely love it. I hate that. I love it. I can't it, bro. Like, and, and, and I know some of the players can't stand it either, but they don't say nothing. Like, you just kick the ball away. Oh, no, no. Like, you, bro, come on, mate. Come on, come on, mate. Like, just, I would have punched you in your face by now, bro. I could have but you it say was, that, man, but, but look at Timmy Scass. Timmy Scass gave the ball away from Milner had to slap him, bro. Like, wake up, Ruby. Yeah, wake yeah, no, I get that. But I think, I think Milner, Milner does it. When Milner does it, I feel it's with passion and it's natural with Milner. I honestly do. Henderson, like, it's like Pickford. Pickford knows he does it. He just nah, screams. Nah, like, nah. a goal will go in or someone will blast the ball over. And you see Pickford's reaction. I'm thinking, you donut. You're not that aggressive. And I just <laughs> think, like, come on now, mate. Let's, let's get the maturity side of things and just try do it a bit better. It's, it's like, do you know what I mean? No, because it, 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 I, I, I just, I just, yeah, it, I'm not. Do you know what? It's not Gerard. So I'm sorry. This guy is not Mr. Liverpool. Of course, he's not he Stephen. No, he's he's not. He's not Stephen Gerrard, bred and born. And I'm. I want to see another captain eventually. Like fucking hell. Now we've got three to four years of the same captain. And, <laughs> Why do you, what the heck? You know what I mean? Man? It's just. It's just like we need to move on, man. And we just need to move on and no, gradually I'm, I'm get not. over. Do you know what I mean? But good luck to Henderson. I do like him around. Do you know what I mean? But I just think that three-year deal, 31. So he's 34. You, you know he's going to get the games out. You know the final season, he's going to get all the injections he needs to get that last flipping contract rate, I'm telling you. And then Perez is up. Trust me, that's a four-year deal. Forget Chris, the three-year. That's Chris, a four-year deal already. Chris, I'm cut his mic. You. Cut his mic. Cut his mic. It's outrageous. <laughs> cut his mic. I can't believe we're letting this air. <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm I'm very much looking forward to the season to Henson's last season when he just comes up looking like Stallone in Rocky Four. Um, he's gonna be he's gonna be ripped and shredded. Watch, yeah, yeah. just the exact <laughs> just the exact same montage that Drago does when the Russians just pump him up with all the HGH known to man. Um, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be something to watch. Um, there's not much else going on in terms of transfer stuff. Uh, obviously, there is a little bit of a, I say a little bit, um, Shakiri is, um, well, hopefully, he'll be completely transferred to Leon uh, this he week. He ain't going. You think? Nah, he ain't going, man. Nah, get that brother out of here. That's going to um, fall through, guys. That's going to fall through. So, I, I think it will go, I, I'm hoping it'll go through, and I think we'll be helped by Maxwell Cornier, um, his transfer from Burnley to from from Leon to Burnley of all teams, which means that Burnley will have a non-white player. It's like, whoa! Talk about progression. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, please, please respect Aaron Lennon, brother. Is he still there? He's gone, isn't he? I, I've not where he is, man. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're right. He's, he, he played. He played behind the closed doors game. I there think is, today. There is a Nigerian that plays for Burnley, though. By the way. I forgot his name. That's going to be a mad experience, isn't it? Yeah, there is. You know, I'll, Chris, yeah, Chris you, you continue. I'll find it. Say again, else? First team or youth team? Yeah, bro, he, he played, played like two appearances last game. I mean, last season. Yeah, I, oh, think, wow. yeah, I think, yeah, I know you're talking about, yeah, I didn't know he's Nigerian, but yeah, he did come on. Yeah. 
Uh, we we need to we need to save that guy because he's having an experience that I don't think he wants to have. Um, but yeah, um, hopefully that aids kind of pushes that through a little bit. So you know uh, that will give funds that Leon can then give to Liverpool uh, for the transfer of Shakiri, which again that will hopefully open up one of those uh, home non homegrown quota spots so he can bring someone in, in, into the squad. Um, quick round robin in terms of um, what what kind of play you would sign uh, else. Yeah, we are all hoping that one more player does come in uh, in this transfer window. Who, uh, any names you're hoping will come in, or just a profile of player? Uh, I don't have no names, Chris, but I do really want a forward. I want a forward who can play on the right side, give Mo a bit of a mm-hmm. break, and also he's equally adept of playing as a as a Roman centre forward. I don't think we're going to get a number nine anytime soon. I think our games progress more than that. So I want someone who can do a job on the right and centrally. I like it. I like it. Uh, Jota from the other side. Uh, Clam? Um, anyone, man. Fucking hell, mate. Anyone good, mate. I tell you, I just need someone to die. Sound good, man. <laughs> I'll be honest, bro. Like, we're, we're not getting anyone. I'll tell you that for now, but it'd be great to just sign a, a top player. I, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm surprised we didn't take a punt in Leon Bailey, but you know, um, wide player attributes suit us, but maybe there's something there because I know Klopp's got his scouts in Germany. They know obviously to the T, so I'm shocked at that one. But yeah, no, nah, I don't think we're going to sign anyone. Listen, our squad is our squad is looking at our squad on, on Sunday and players missing. Our bench is filled up. It's not like just sticking rookies on it and we're making up numbers. Our bench is filled up, and we still had Henderson missing, um, Jones missing off the bench as well. Um, so we're we're good stead, and I'm not saying bring anyone for the sake of it because that's still the title winning team apart from Genie. Um, but yeah, I'm happy with the squad, but I do want someone to come and lift. And as Ellis said, a, fr- a forward player, just take a like. Yeah. I don't think Ox, Ox don't work as a foot in a forward line. I know we tried that; it just don't work. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So someone in the forward line, but who knows? Harvey Elliott might come and shine. Harold. Have you found the oh, Burnley I'd Nigerian? Say, yeah, I, I have actually. He's actually not Nigerian. He's Nigerian at all. He's I knew he was Nigerian, man. He's Why is he Nigerian? I, I am. I am. Sorry, sorry. Um, his name is Joe. Mom, his name is Joe Mom Bongo. Um, he is. He's, his name is from the the, the, the Democratic Republic of Congo. However, he plays for Sweden. Um, and who would I sign? <laughs> who would I sign? Fair enough. I, sign? I would sign just an out and out striker, man. I've, I've said it many a time. I, I just, I just yep. love an out and out striker. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad with of, of someone on the forward line, but like now I've got to the point, I just want to sign someone. Just give me someone I can get excited about. <laughs> you know, you know, That's it. That's it. Also, also, before we, before, I know Christian, you want to round off here, yeah? guys. I, I just want anyone who's, who's listening to this pod, just, just at our account. And I, I want to have a poll. I want to see how many hours of sleep do you guys think Costa Shimikas gets a night? Just answer that. <laughs> question, yeah? <laughs> 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 I've, I've never known someone. I've never known someone who needs. Bro, these bags are amazing. These bags are mad. Bro, you look like, like you woke up. Costa Shimikas. He's so stressed. Good lord. How old is he? How old is he? 24, 23? Yeah, yeah, 24, 25. I ain't gonna lie, he, look, he, he, he looks good though. He, he looks like he's got quality. Yeah, yeah. he looks a player still. He's yeah, 25. Sorry, Chris, um, as you were. 
No, no, no problem. It looks like he. I just quickly, guys, give me, give me, give me, you guys, midfield. Everyone, give me, a, give me your midfield free. Everyone, fit. Just quickly before you wrap up. Uh, Hendo, Fab, Thiago. Same. Same. Okay, so just, just, just Cater and the Thiago thing. Okay, not, not far off. Not far off. Fair enough. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad with I wouldn't be mad with Nabi, but it's one of those ones where you look at it and you think, is he gonna be available? But obviously that's yeah. the Yeah, it's either him or Yeah. Yeah. It no, should I'm be KR, but we just yeah. know if we can rely on him. You're right, it should be him. Well it's 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 and when you talk about make or break seasons, fuck it out. It is make or break for him this season. Right, what about the front? What about oh, first God, choice front three? Same that played on the weekend. What starting? Yeah. Even with a pre- what in okay, so what in 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 certain games though, I take it yeah against City, I would play Bobby. I would probably play both, you know. I probably play Jar and Bobby, but but what like, as a four season. like that last time? Yeah, uh, okay, I, I liked yeah, yeah, okay. It. I liked it personally. That worked. I think yeah, that worked with Bobby in a ten. Not with Jar though. Not with Jar because he wasn't he wasn't that great. Yes, honestly, in that game. But. I'm saying City, I would play the normal front three. That's what I'm saying. Certain games. Definitely did that game. Man United, I'm playing the normal. No, I'm playing Jota. That's good options, man. Good options. I like it. No, I love it. And, um, you know, if you do want more more insight from the Carpen guys, uh, do head over to the Patreon page. Uh, that is www.patreon.com forward slash Carpen Fracas, uh, where we will be doing our weekend preview show. Of course, the company men and NWO shows that we discussed earlier on too. And we're doing a new series called Football and Me, where we're kind of exploring everyone's respective origin story. We're going Marvel Universe here uh, with origin stories. And we're going to see how the guys got into football, how the guys and girls got into football um, and, you know, what kind of led them to this point where they're talking about football on a pod. Um, but yeah, there's so many lovely, weird and wonderful things coming on the Patreon. Uh, again, ta- from tactical pieces, from just fun enjoyment stuff that we, we like doing. Um, from Free Panda Month, that will be access to you. Uh, so do head over to the Patreon page today and subscribe. Uh, of course, the TLF live show will be this Sunday at 2pm. Uh, no hoods, no hats, casual wear only. Um, to quote those old uh, Jamaican um, Pirate Station adverts from back in the day. Um, <laughs> um, at 2pm at Brewdog in Dalton. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be coming, and the vibes are just going to be fantastic. So do make sure you secure the ticket and attend on Sunday. But that has been your episode of Cup and Flacco for this week. You've had an hour and a half of some fantastic stuff. So thank you very much for tuning in. If you have made it to the end, uh, I have been your host, Chris, and this week I've been joined by Glam, Harold, and Ellis, who will find Liverpool's fantastic victory against Norwich. We will see you next week when we'll be hopefully uh, analysing another win against Burnley. But until then, stay safe, and we'll see you soon. Later. Podcast Network.